0: i am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview make sure to visit the offbeatlife.com again that's the offbeatlife.com to get more killer resources everyone thank you so much for joining us for this extended interview with Leah davis and she's gonna share with us on how to prepare to transition to location independent lifestyle so Leah can you give us your tip on how we can save extra money for the transition to leave our nine to five
1: yes absolutely so there are so many things that you can start doing even today just to save up that financial cushion that you'll need to make this transition a little bit less scary. So the first thing of course is going to seem like the the obvious one but start selling everything that you don't need. <laughs> so, you know, chances are if you're pursuing location independence, you're going to be moving around a lot, you're going to be traveling, you might live in another country entirely. So this really opens you up to to getting rid of a lot of the possessions that you're not going to need for this new lifestyle. I can't decide what those things are for you but that you know that'll be up to you but if you know you're not going to need all your furniture you can't take things like that with you uh you're not going to need probably most of the clothes in your closet because you can't travel with more than a suitcase or <laughs> you know a bag or two at a time um a lot of people will you know if they own a vehicle they're going to sell that as well to have that extra money this is all just going to help you for when you don't have that consistent income coming in anymore to have this financial cushion so you can pursue different types of work, um, and get you ready for, yeah, making that transition out of your stable income. You're also going to want to set a savings goal so that you know exactly what you're working toward. This will help you kind of take a little bit of that income that's still coming in and set that aside for your future endeavors. Um, that'll give you, you know, you'll know exactly how much to save each month. Um, from there, you'll want to cut down on all unnecessary expenses, for me, I don't need things like a gym membership. I can I can work out at home, no problem. Um, I don't need to buy a coffee at a, you know the cafe every day. Um, I don't need to go out to eat with my friends. I can have dinners in instead. So just start looking at where you're spending money every month and where you can eliminate expenses because you're at, you're going to want all that extra money possible. Um, think about what buying only the things that you really need, not the things that you want. Um, so this is kind of a good mindfulness exercise just for life in general, but thinking about, you know, if you're about to buy something, do I really need it? Or is it just something that I want? Additionally, you can earn some extra money on the side by starting up a side hustle, you can just offer any kind of services to, you know, maybe people in your neighborhood, if they need help, you know, taking care of their homes or their lawns, or whatever it may be, you could do some odd jobs like that. Or you can start up a legitimate, maybe freelancing side hustle. So find a clients by talking to your network, start advertising something on Craigslist, whatever it may be to start, you know, uh, helping add to that income that you've already got coming in.
0: Which destination should we consider in order to live abroad? Like what's more location independent friendly, as they say?
1: (laughs) (laughs) This will definitely depend a lot on a person's own preferences, you know, where they want to start setting up this new lifestyle for themselves. Um, so one thing I encourage people to do is start writing down ideas of what they want their ideal lifestyle to actually look like. What, what do they want to be, what kind of activities do they want to be engaged in on a day-to-day basis? Uh, Do they want to be in a city setting or do they want to be somewhere a little bit more rural or do they want to be close to the beach? Do they want to be in a tropical climate or do they want to be somewhere that has all four seasons? You know, so once you kind of narrow down what your actual ideal lifestyle looks like, then you can start narrowing down your destinations. Um, If things like a digital nomad community is important to you, there are definitely ways to find that in the destinations that you want. So once you've got this idea of what your life looks like and maybe what kind of budget for living expenses you're going to have, then I recommend people go to nomadlist.com. This is a really awesome resource, totally free resource, uh, that lets you look at different cities around the world. And you can filter them out by cost of living, by climate, by Wi-Fi speeds. It's got all this information there for you. Whether or not there's already a community of People living this lifestyle there that you can connect with. Uh, how it even includes awesome things like you know how safe the city is, uh, the air quality, whether there are health services available, um, wh- you know whether English is widely spoken. So this is one of my awesome resources that I love to send people to because if they're not sure where they want to go, maybe they have a, g- a general idea. Then they can compare multiple destinations side by side and get a get an idea of which one is going to fit their personality the best. Um, and then additionally, another another great way to find out if you're going to jive with a city is to join some of the Facebook groups that are specific to digital nomads in X locations. So there, I mean, you can search for any city and digital nomads on Facebook and you are likely to find a Facebook group that's already got people in it talking about what it's like to live there, um, what rent prices are like, and those people can help you get settled if you do decide to move there. So these are some of my favorite resources to encourage people to figure out which destination they're going to choose or, you know, multiple destinations because most of us move around a lot.
0: How can we determine how much financial cushion we need in order to start?
1: This is a great question. (laughs) So it really kind of depends on what kind of work the person is going to be doing. So there are, you know, there are multiple ways to build a location independent career for yourself. And one of those is to start your own business. So entrepreneurship, you've got the freelancing route. So, um, also a little bit more challenging than just finding a remote job. And the the last one of course, is just finding a remote job with a company. So you're salaried, you've got usually some of the same benefits that come from having a nine to five office job, but you're allowed to work from wherever you want. So those, once you figure out which one of those you're going to pursue, then it's a little easier to determine how much money you're going to need. And again, it comes down a little bit to personal preference. So how comfortable you are with risk. Um, I'd say generally if if you're not sure how quickly you're going to be earning money once you leave your 9 to 5 job, I would recommend having no no less than six months worth of living expenses saved up. And this is also why it's useful to choose your destination beforehand, because then you can kind of see, OK, I'm going to be living in, you know, Chiang Mai This is a popular, popular destination for people. And it's once you know how much you can expect to spend in a single month living in Chiang Mai, then you can start saving six months worth of th- those living expenses to um to kind of keep you afloat until you start earning money from your job. Uh, If you're working remotely, it's not as important to have that financial cushion because you'll have some money coming in anyway. But just because I like to be a little bit cautious, I would still recommend having, you know, maybe three months worth of living expenses saved up just in the event that, you know, you run into an emergency situation or you need to fly home unexpectedly. Uh, And that's another expense to consider is your flights to and from your destination. And then of course, on top of that, you're going to want to consider whether or not you have student loans to pay off. A lot of us that graduated from college recently are going to be paying down student loans and you want to make sure that you can comfortably do that with how much money you're making. Um, And then things like travel insurance, whether or not you have travel insurance is totally up to you. I definitely recommend it to most people. Again, that's up to your personal preference. So what that kind of comes out to is you know your living expenses for x number of months that you're comfortable with so for some people that's six months for some people that's a year plus the cost of flights to and from your destination i like to say round trip just because you know you don't want to get stuck there if you suddenly need to come home for some reason Um, and then any other expenses you may have on top of that so uh student loans insurance whatever these are just some of the things to consider when you're when you're setting your savings goal
0: which travel insurance do you use personally?
1: Uh, World Nomads is definitely one of the most popular choices, and that's what I use. That's what I've used in the past. Um, so that's, you know, I really can't recommend any others because that's that's my, my experience there.
0: <laughs> and that's good for long-term as well, long-term travel?
1: It does get a little pricey when you're going on really long trips. Um, and, you know, the other option too is, if you choose a really inexpensive um destination you're probably going to find decent healthcare options in that destination and you know just for speaking from personal experience living in thailand for example i was always able to go to the hospital or the doctor or whatever it was that i needed when i was sick and it was really actually the out of pocket expenses were really really minimal so there were some instances where you know you're not even touching your insurance so I guess, depending on where you go and how comfortable you are with the the healthcare in your destination, maybe you wouldn't feel the need to have travel insurance, especially if you're going to be somewhere for a year at a time. And, you know, that just becomes an enormous expense to have travel insurance on top of um, all the other things that you need to save up for. But, you know, again, it d- depends on your how comfortable you are with that. Taking that on as a risk.
0: Where can we find our first clients for side hustles and freelancing?
1: The first place I always suggest people look for their first freelance client is their within their own network. You know, you don't want to go badgering your friends friends and family to let let you work for them, but if there are people that need the service that you're offering, that's your first place to look, you know? Because our networks are usually a lot bigger than we realize thanks to social media and Facebook your network isn't just the people that you know, it's the people that you know, and it's their friends, and it's the people, and it's their friends, and they're, you know, so it's friends of friends of friends. So our networks are really a lot bigger than we might realize. If that doesn't work, if you don't find anybody in that immediate network, then don't underestimate resources like Craigslist. I know many freelancers who've gotten their start by listing a service on Craigslist, um, and then it just kind of snowballs from there. Because once you get that first client, it becomes even easier to get the next and the next and the next because you've got someone who can give you referrals. You've got someone who can give you a testimonial, who can speak to the quality of your work. The majority of my clients have in the past have come from word of mouth. So that's a great way. Just getting that first one will usually help you get more. But um, of course, there are sort of typical job sites like indeed.com, monster.com, And then there are all the websites these days that are dedicated to flexible work, Uh, remote work, part-time work, freelance jobs. So that includes things like FlexJobs, Upwork, freelancer.com, WeWorkRemotely, and there's so many more. So there are just a lot of places where you can go and you can list your services, you can pitch yourself to people who are looking for work, uh, looking for jobs. And yeah, really, that's, My best advice is just really putting yourself out there, getting yourself on as many of those networks as possible so you can be seen and uh, you can reach out to people directly.
0: Thank you so much, Leah, for all of this incredible knowledge that you just gave us. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks again for having me. It's been so much fun.